Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power Podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my beautiful guest for today is Anna Kowalska. Anna guides spiritual women entrepreneurs in creating their success in alignment with divine purpose and prosperity. After creating traditional success in life and having it disappear for the third time, Anna decided to put all her focus and energy into discovering and living her sole purpose, co-creating her success with the source. Along the way, she immersed herself in numerous spiritual, metaphysical, mind and body modalities, bringing it all together to activate and unite the creators of the new earth. Anna is devoted to creating a world of harmony, unity, purpose and prosperity, within and without, for all of life through new earth leaders. Beautiful. Welcome, Anna. Mm, thank you, Amy. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a blessing to have you with us. And I am super excited to be learning from you today. Mm, and we'll be learning together, right? Because always, <laughs> <laughs> it always is, in my experience, whatever needs to come through us does when we allow it to. So it's really a co-creation including everybody who is tuning into this in now and in the future. So we're, we're all learning. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Here, here. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Anna, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I love to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally? Mm, sacred Feminine Power. I'm tuning in what it means to me right now. Because it truly changes. And the core of it doesn't change. The foundation of it doesn't change. It's embodying certain ways of certain ways of being that open us up to the power that's available. So there are ways of being that open us up to more of that masculine embodiment, which I definitely want to speak about because I don't think we can speak of one without the other. But there has been and I'm sure I'm not the first one speaking to it on your podcast, we have been a society living through, through very um, hurt masculine energy, hurt masculine and healthy masculine, mm -hmm. which didn't give a space for this feminine, beautiful, healthy feminine energy to, and, and power of creation to, to flourish. And the time we are in right now, I strongly believe, and, and I get proof of it every single day, I guess, because I really focus on it, that that's the energy that is really helping us create the new earth. It's the energy of grace and the energy of compassion and the energy of co-creation and being in it, truly not just saying it, but being and creating from a space of we are all in this together. And I think a lot of people still give a lip service to we are one, we are all in this together. But as soon as something arises in our society, we are so quick to, to fight for our, for our side, fight for, for what's mine, fight for my belief. And the feminine, the sacred feminine the sacred feminine is not is not that the sacred feminine is we truly start start seeing that whatever is happening isn't just happening to you whatever is happening to me isn't just happening to me what a beautiful way to start looking at life so when we when we feel lonely when we feel like things aren't working out i'm in this alone 
um, which happens to so many, especially as we, you know, create our our soul's work in the world. Mm-hmm. We may, right? Like we may tend to feel alone a lot. So what a beautiful way to start to start looking at it. Well, if I if I tap into the sacred feminine, the great mother, the 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 creatrix, then I am really not alone. And not I'm not and I'm not not alone because I have all my guides around me, which is true. <laughs> but also I'm not alone because if I am in the pain and suffering and love and joy with everybody else, then they are in mind with me. And that opens, even as I share this right now, I feel this opening in, first of all, in my channels, in my hands <laughs> mm. and in, and in my solar plexus, it, it opens, it, it softens up this, 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 whatever suffering or struggle may be going through. So the sacred feminine, and of course, on this is this is to say this is what was wanted to come through right now. But this is also in addition to creating from love, creating from softness, creating from allowing, creating from surrender. All of that, and so many of us speak to it, right? That that this is the sacred feminine. Another aspect of the sacred feminine is also believing that we are held that whatever we create is up to us to create. We do, we are sovereign and we, we have a will that allows us to create what it is we want, but we are held by something so much bigger than us. We are held by, by love and the energy of support. Now I work a lot with entrepreneurs who are working out their money story. So whenever they, Whenever we talk about I'm supported, so many start believing that things will just happen because they meditate or tap into into the sacred feminine. And if I may, I'm going to bust that for a moment. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's not what sacred feminine and I'm supported means. Sacred feminine takes sacred action Mm. as her as her testimonial and and I I slow down my words because I really want to tune in the way that it wants to be presented right now sacred feminine takes takes committed action aligned action as a testament to the desire as a testament to commitment as a testament to the to the discipline to the energy that we are wanting to be a part of so Sometimes we just, you know, we tap into the sacred feminine when it feels good or we are, we are on our knees. When we become disciplined and committed, then we continuously tap into it, whether things go well or not so well, whether things, whether I feel like I'm supported or not. I constantly am tapping into, into the knowing that it's, that it's happening for me, that I am supported. And then things do turn out, right? So it isn't this passive, I am being supported. You know, this, this isn't this passive receiving. Receiving for me while being in a sacred feminine energy is very much being a willing, in, in motion, being through my body that is open to receive the fruits of my labor, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Resonating very strongly with everything you said there. And I, I love that you brought in the aspect of the sacred action and also the sacred receiving. 
which without which we really couldn't manifest anything, could we? Mm, absolutely not. Receiving is a crucial part of manifestation. And nobody, I mean, I shouldn't say nobody. When I first started doing this work, there wasn't a lot of conversation that receiving is part of manifestation. There was a lot of visualization. There was a lot of clarity conversation, but there wasn't the part that is receiving and receiving is 100% the sacred feminine. Yeah. And right. And, and one of my mentors, I am so grateful, brought this to my attention. The receiving is the feminine and the receiving is me taking action. So when I take the sacred action, aligned action through my body towards what it is that I say I want, that is me receiving. I, I can't receive without it. And I think so often we, we think of sacred feminine. I mean, even one of my clients yesterday, she was in action. And then she said, I feel overwhelmed and I feel like nothing's happening. I'm going to lean into my feminine now and just sit back. And that is not what sacred feminine is about. Think of a woman, and I, I never grew a baby inside of my body, but I know enough biology to know that it's not happening passively. It's happening actively. A woman that grows a body, there are, she doesn't just sit back. She takes care of in whatever way she can. She, she nourishes her body. She, she takes care of her nutrition and her rest. Otherwise she cannot carry the baby and it isn't, and her body is in action, right? So she may be sitting and resting a little bit more, but her body is in action. There are cells that are reproducing literally actively in her body to create a life. So we think about this, like my client yesterday who said, I'm going to just sit back. <laughs> I said, you know, it's okay to rest. Absolutely. But don't call it that you are going to be in your feminine because that is not a correct definition of what the feminine energy is about. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, it's, it's creating a lot of confusion for people who are in conversation of manifesting and skip the proper receiving. They, they literally sit there waiting for things to happen. And there are times for that too, but it's only after we have taken action, aligned action, sacred action, we, we really have put our energy in motion through our body because on this planet, we are in the body for a reason. And then we can, we can then be in a receptive mode but even in, you know, even as I share this with you, Emmy, what's my receptive mode? It's hiking, it's dancing, it's painting. <laughs> None of those are just sitting back and waiting. They, they are ways that I tune into the feminine, the way it flows through me, where I don't schedule my painting in exactly what it's going to look like, or I don't choreograph my dance moves. I trust, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I am in motion. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the word trust that you mentioned there is so very crucial as well. That's almost like a total surrender. I mean, you, you brought up the, the, the analogy of, of a pregnant woman. I mean, and, and her body is absolutely in action all the time, creating this miraculous new beginning. And she hopefully is able to totally surrender to her body's knowing at that mm -hmm. point and trust in the fact that her body is doing exactly what she's meant to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we get to do with all creation manifestation. So in, in my work, I, 
I actually support women in birthing their soul's work. So even mm. though I never gave physical birth, the whole idea of birthing was very, it just feels like very familiar from many lifetimes. And I have, so I don't know if you know anything about gene keys. You probably do, or at least you've heard of them. Mm-hmm. I have heard gene of key. them, yes. Yeah. So I use system of gene keys in my work. And one of the reasons why I do is because <laughs> in, in gene keys, there is this one area that's called our, um, our soul's work. And in that area, I have gene key number two, which is based on that system, carries the most feminine frequency. Mm. And when I saw it first, so let me just, this is, this is great. So when I saw this first, I said, oh, that's impossible. So this is my story with feminine. I used to never like pink things. I didn't like anything that's floral or, or fluffy, or um, I liked beautiful things, but I didn't like anything that our society calls feminine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So ribbons or, you know, pink, pink color of anything. There was part of me that denied it. That's not part of my style. That's not part of what I like. And it's, that was me denying the feminine in me. And people would, you wouldn't look at me even then and say, oh, you're not feminine. You're so masculine. Not at all. But there was a huge part of me that really rejected feminine. And that's because of the way that I had the conversation around feminine. And I didn't know where I got it. My mom worked when I was little. So it's not like I was born and raised in the environment where women sit back. I was raised in a communist country where women had to work as much as men and in whatever capacity. And there was never really a conversation of feminine versus masculine or woman's role versus versus men's role. Women, my mom was in the army. She had to be. It was part of their, at the time, it was a requirement that you have to go to the army because it was so close after World War II. Mm. So some part of me was rejecting any idea of anything that's feminine. And I didn't understand why. And when through my journey, I learned about gene keys and I was introduced to the, to the, to having the gene key two and also several instances of gene key 22, which is about grace. Again, very, very feminine frequency. I started to ask a question. Why was I rejecting my feminine? Why was I so opposed to pink and ruffles and floral outfits? I still don't love the floral, but, (laughs) but I am accept- I, I love purple and I definitely have pink in my wardrobe now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in my journey, I started to ask a question, why was I rejecting? And what I started to learn is that it was through my, th- through my other lifetimes where the feminine that I embodied at a time, so many times was hurt, um, abused, killed even. And in many ways was shut down in, it's it does the the weakness of the feminine was very embedded in me. And that's not what I what I wanted to identify with. I wanted to identify with strong, powerful, independent. So I started to look at definitions, all the definitions of the healthy feminine and the healthy masculine. And I even did a whole course around um, <laughs> the feminine and masculine dancing like a tango where tango is, is, is a beautiful collaboration of feminine and masculine where one and the other lead at some points. And it's a very, tango is a very um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? It's very precise. It's very um, intentional movement, but at the same time, there is flow and there is music and there is this collaboration of two, two bodies working together. And when I was creating that course and that work, which actually, by the way, I forgot all about because I did it like at least five years ago and preparing for this podcast made me think about it. I said, yeah, that's when I dove into the whole scale of healthy, feminine, masculine. And what I learned was that my masculine was so unhealthy that it didn't allow my feminine to, to exist. So I was in the work of becoming a high priestess initiating. I was being initiated into a high priestess lineage uh, high priestess of elemental um, elements of creation, which was so outside of the realm of what I, of the world I was living at a time, but it called me. And when it called me, part of it was an inner marriage of feminine and masculine. And in that marriage, there is in, there was it's a whole day ceremony, and one one part of the ceremony we embody the feminine, and we actually dress very feminine. Part of the ceremony we embody the masculine, we dress very masculine. So we enact both parts and we go through the healing journey. And I remember on a night prior to it, it was at a night or two before, the masculine came to me in my dream, very, very angry at my feminine, at how, how weak and um, I'm going to even use words like doormat and um, just like, these are the words that my masculine used for my feminine. Mm. how my masculine was completely disgusted by my feminine because of how my feminine was so unwilling to show up. And then after the ceremony, fast forward a little bit later, I, I was in a relationship with a man that I'm in a relationship with now. And I asked him to lead me through a process. And he was very, very graciously and, and um, generously willing to. And in that process, I fell asleep. And when I woke up, the message that I got was the masculine throwing arrows at the feminine saying, if you don't stand up, who is going to lead? I don't know what to do without you giving me direction. And I had this whole realization of how feminine really does lead and masculine executes. Healthy masculine is, is, is willing and proud and honored to execute on the wishes and desires and a vision of the feminine. And now imagine our world, the way we've been, it moves me to tears right now, even to share it, because the world we've been living has been led by patriarchy, which is the hurt masculine in, in masculine in men's bodies mm. that is afraid to give voice, to give, to give the floor to the feminine, is afraid of it. Yeah. And imagine the world where we, we really do wake up to how powerful the feminine is and not to squander the masculine, not to emasculate. Both must rise up together. So this is the, where I bring in the, the whole conversation of the, the masculine within must heal for the masculine without to heal so the feminine can rise up not to fight for her rights, not to uh, fight against the ruling of the masculine, but to say, listen, this is how we are. This is how we meant to collaborate. I am the vision. I am the desire. You are the action. You are the, uh, the executor, right? You are the one, the masculine. You are the, the one who goes out and get, and this is happens. 
I'm talking about this in the outside world, right? Like I, I see a government pr- operating that way, but I also, of course, see it within us, right? So the feminine visions, the feminine desires, the feminine creates the, the space for it to grow, right? The, the fertile soil. And then the masculine goes out and, and hunts for it and goes and get it and creates it. And the feminine receives it. But the masculine doesn't know what to get if the feminine doesn't envision and desire so even as like in business owners, um, who is what I what I work with mostly, if if the feminine doesn't step forward for, with a clear vision and a deep deep committed desire, and commitment to that vision and deep deep desire, the masculine goes wacky trying to you know provide and protect out of fear, versus this beautiful, bountiful fulfillment of the wishes of the feminine. Hmm. That is such a beautiful way of putting it. I, I love, I love the words that you use there, and it it makes so much sense as well on so many, so many levels. And and what is really intriguing to me as well is that it is the masculine in its fear of the feminine that really started to oppress and suppress the power of the feminine, and yet it cannot really truly survive and thrive without the power of the feminine. Yeah. The masculine is is fire and air, right? So I work with elements, mm-hmm. <laughs> fire and air, completely. Go, you know, the masculine energy for too long burns everything down fast, mm. right? Now with the feminine, so just looking through the lens of of the of the of the feminine um, of the ele- through the elements, earth and water is the feminine, right? So earth is the fertile ground. And the water is what nourishes it. But fire is the passion, is this is the light and the warmth that cultivates the growth. Couldn't happen without it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Now the spirit, right? So that's the fifth element. The spirit is the sacred union of both. Mm. And the spirit is the highest, right? It's the highest form of the of the embodiment of the of the elements. It's the sacred union of both. It's like the tango dance where they both are willing to (laughs) step foot forward, step foot back. Now you forward, I go back, right? And keep playing together in this beautiful entanglement in very intentional collaboration. Mm, That beautiful, graceful tango there again. Yes. I just keep (laughs) seeing it. I mean, in this conversation, it just, I'm very visual. So I get pictures and that's what I keep seeing. These feet moving in such beautiful movement that you know i mean the dancers practice a lot but dancers who are paired beautifully and they're just like a perfect pairing they usually have an intuitive this intuitive connection Mm -hmm. that they of course they practice timing and everything but they can move just because they have this chemistry and that's what happens with the feminine masculine within us when we allow ourselves to really honor both so i know we speak a lot about and especially on this podcast about the sacred feminine but i told you i couldn't talk about it without the masculine Mm, no absolutely (laughs) absolutely yeah, because it's it's the healing of the masculine within, and it it will happen by allowing the feminine. So that vision that I had in my dream, where the masculine was throwing darts, I still see it in my mind's eye. How it was so 
it was so violent, but at the same time done with love. It's it's it because he wasn't hurting the feminine. The masculine wasn't hurting the feminine in my vision. It was really to wake her up so that the darts never punctuated or punctured anything. It was like poking at her. So she mm-hmm. would wake up, right? And, and that's where we are, right? The awakening of the sacred feminine. And yeah, we do have to rise up. There is definitely um, some fight we have to be in. And I'm and I'm a huge proponent of that fight. I'm a huge proponent of owning that sacred feminine and standing up and using our voices. And part, huge part of it is, okay, so here is where I'm going to plug sacred success, okay? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So Sacred Success and Sacred Success Salon, which by the way, you are a beautiful guest in, and I'm so excited to feature your conversation because it's so powerful. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's just, it's it's such a beautiful component of the conversation in the salon this time around. So thank you for being our guest. Mm, Thank you. Yeah. So Sacred Success is merging of the physical, tangible, the material because we are living in a material world right it's it's we're still here we're not going anywhere this is where we are no matter how much more light we become we are still living on a planet earth and for a reason i believe we we have this experience in a physical form for a very good reason so in a sacred success there is a merging of that physical tangible experience and the spirit the divine the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine and when both come together, we have the new coming of the earth in a way of the new earth in a way that we intend to intend to live going forward. So speaking to that tangible of sacred success, money, <laughs> hmm. right? Like allowing ourselves to, to receive desire and not just want it because we are afraid, not out of fear of not having, not out of fear of it being taken away women used to be killed and tortured, well, tortured and killed. And their torture was paid for with the money of that was, that was a profit after selling their, their property. So Mm. if a woman, I don't know if you talked about it yet, but that's a huge part of our, of, of our legacy as women Um, centuries ago, Mm -hmm. what women who used to own any property, physical property, there was a time where they were, they were called witches and many other things. Some were burned, some were, and if there was no man, right? So let's say a woman inherited the property. Usually that's how it happened. Um, she was called a, she was called a witch, not just because she had gifts, but very often she was called a witch because she should not be having any property, but now she does. Mm-hmm. And property was, she was, she was imprisoned, property was sold, and the money from the cell was used to pay for the torture. Mm-hmm. It was used to pay her torturer. And so imagine this lives in our bones, this lives in our self, even if it doesn't, didn't happen to my soul lineage, although all of us have that in aspect of us, it's, it's living in a feminine. So yeah. a lot of us fear having possessions. A lot of us fear it being taken away and probably fear it being taken away in a very painful way, whether it's physical or emotional. So one of the ways that I love supporting the sacred feminine in arising is by owning the desire to have physical needs met and way above and beyond and have everything we need to take care of our safe home and our beautiful surroundings and delicious food and access to all the um, body care that we can have and 
of course, beautiful clothes, because I believe we should wear beautiful things. I believe that our sacred feminine loves looking beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so I bring in the conversation of the sacred feminine wants to have access to all of that physical that, that makes her feel, um, not even makes her feel because the feeling comes first, but it allows her to do the work that she's here to do. Yes. Mother Teresa was actually very wealthy and she presented as, as somebody who wasn't because she chose to, and she chose that, that, but she was actually very wealthy. She just used her wealth, you know, in different ways than maybe I would, I would buy a lot more shoes if I were her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that, that's also aspect of the sacred feminine, allowing ourselves to own, to own the wealth on planet earth. and use it in a ways that that um expands possibility for humanity well that's just it yeah absolutely um the, the use of money for the good rather than the use of money for all the dense energy that is happening on such a large scale and mm-hmm. something really just clicked in for me as well as you were talking about the uh, the property and how the sale of the property was used to finance the the torture and the killing of the women as well so thank you for bringing that into the conversation. I think it will bring a lot of medicine to our listeners as well. Mm, oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it's really important to for us to heal that because it, the, we, we still live with it. It's still present in our inner frequency, in a feminine frequency. Mm-hmm, for sure yeah. it is. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Anna, could you tell us a little bit more about the Sacred Success Salon and when it is running again? Yes, absolutely. So Sacred Success Salon is a series of beautiful conversations, uh, transmissions, activations. I invited over 20 colleagues, friends, um, experts, just like you, who are working in a field of bringing spirit into, bringing evolution into our conversation and owning our power, living our purpose and claiming our divine prosperity. And it's starting July 25th. We go live for 11 days. So every day there are two beautiful conversations that we are introducing. And our speakers, I am so grateful because I'm willing to ask difficult questions and go places that might be a little difficult for some people to hear, but it opens up it opens up conversations that we need to have right now to, to, to move forward in creation of our new earth. So we're speaking to new earth leaders, mostly women, um, but we have some men, those who are, who know they are here for a reason, know they are here for a purpose. And this is the time for them to own who they are and own the gifts that they are here to bring and bring them into the world in some way, whether it's through business, whether it's through in some other form, there is work to be done that we get to do and when we do it in alignment with who we are and of course bringing in the beautiful sacred feminine then we are we are the ones through which the new earth is birthed so we are starting july 25th um you can and if, if it's okay it's a, it's a sacred success salon.com and emmy i invite you to put it put your link because you have a special link if that's okay with you mm-hmm, um, you can Yep, you can you can start opting in starting July 11th, and we have some stuff coming in before we even begin. I am really excited because it's a space of 
higher vibration, higher frequency, space of opportunity and possibility. And it, the space is shared with others who are already on the journey. So if you're looking for someplace, someplace to plug into, um, just like this podcast, your podcast is a beautiful place to plug into a, a different energy that's happening on the news or through our neighbors, people we don't necessarily want to constantly be around. There is something else available. And that's the intention of the salon. Mm, beautiful and it really is such an honor to be part of it and when I saw some of the names on the lineup I was like yay this is gonna be so exciting so very powerful so really thank you for for involving involving me in that as well and I can't wait for the, the salon to start yes thank you can't wait to feature you beautiful and and if, if our listeners wanted to find out more about you specifically and perhaps work with you as well how would they find you yeah, of course. So I'm on all social media. Actually, I shouldn't say all. Instagram and Facebook mostly at Anna, the manifesting artist. And my website is AnnaKowalska.com. And of course, once you get into the salon, you are in my world. So that's the way to find me. Beautiful. And, and you also have a free gift for our guests, I understand. Or for I our do. listeners, rather. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, they are our guests. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's very appropriate. Yes. So I created um, through my journey of creating physical, tangible success and feeling like something was missing, reconnecting with my divinity, with my purpose, with the spirit and my soul, I found and created the sacred success. So what I did was I went back and I said, okay, what are the five steps that I took and continuously keep taking to make sure that I stay on my path? And then I created this masterclass, Activate Your Sacred Success, Align With Your Soul Purpose and Divine Prosperity, that is um, to birth your highest soul level body of work, even if you don't know your purpose. So it's five steps that I took and I, and I keep taking my clients over and over again to help them connect with their purpose and connect with those who they are, they are here to serve, to create their highest soul level body of work. Mm, that sounds beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with everyone. My pleasure. Mm, beautiful. Well, thank you. And I could talk to you for hours and you've, you've shared so much beautiful wisdom uh, already in this time. I really appreciate your energy and your vibration and your presence and the work that you do. So thank you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, everybody, just for a moment, let's focus our awareness and intention on this beautiful, inspiring energy that's been activated. And imagine sending this to everybody and everything on our planet to remember that we are all truly one and that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also ascend and heal. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here.